Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Listen to it fizz. Alka-Seltzer for headache. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold discomfort. Alka-Seltzer presents The Quiz Kids. Attention class, the Reverend Dr. Philip S. Moore will be our special guest this afternoon, and he will speak to us from Sydney, Australia. So this is your first question, Quiz Kids. What time did Dr. Moore's watch show when our program went on the air? Well, you folks at home can use paper and pencil to figure that one out, but the youngsters here in our classroom will have to work it out in their heads. Can they do it? Well, we'll soon find out, for here they are, the Quiz Kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. As usual, we're mighty happy to have you in school today. As you've just heard, we're going to have an important speaker this afternoon, and Quiz Kids, let's welcome him to our classroom of the air by showing him how well we can handle our schoolwork. Are you ready for roll call? Fine. Here we go. Joel? I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 12 years old in 8th grade in the Walter School in Chicago. Ruthie. I'm Ruthie Duskin. I'm 14 years old. I'm in 3B at South Shore High School. Lonnie. I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm, 12, I'm 13 years old and in the 8th grade at the Lincoln School in Park Ridge, Illinois. Richard. I'm Richard Wexler. I'm 8 years old and, and in 4th grade at the University of Chicago Laboratory School. And Patrick. I'm Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 11 years old and in 7th grade at the Fort Dearborn School in Chicago. All right, fine. Well, children, have you figured out that first question from uh, Mr. T. Bright of New York City? Since the Reverend Dr. Moore will talk on our program today from Sydney, Australia, what time did Dr. Moore's watch show when our program went on the air? Joel? Well, I believe that it would be the same time, 3 o'clock, because Sydney's in the... It'll be a different day, though, because Sydney's in the Eastern Hemisphere and uh, we're in the Western Hemisphere, but I believe it would be 3 o'clock. Well, now, wait a minute. We have uh, three other hands up. Pat? Well, it'd be across the international dateline, wouldn't it? So it'd be, uh, sat- or it'd be uh, either Monday or Saturday there. Well, now, wait a minute. Uh, Lonnie? It's something like five. Oh, it's, Lon- no, it's, it's, I think it is uh, four o'clock, but uh, it's either, if providing his watch was right, of course, I think I... Uh, <laughs> well, uh, we're I think assuming I, that it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, think, Ruthie? Well, I'm not sure, but maybe part of Australia isn't across the international dateline. And in that case, it would be about, um, oh, let's see, say about 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning, if it isn't across the international dateline. Well, no. You give up on it, Pat? Well, uh, I think it would be across the international dateline because Sydney is the capital and so on. Well, no, Sydney is not the capital of Australia. Uh, oh, it's not the capital. It's one of the leading cities. Well, Sydney, yes, Sydney is on the extreme eastern coast of Australia, and I know that it's the same time in Chicago as it is in Java, only 12 hours earlier. Uh, and so I think it would be either 3 or 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, but I, this morning, but I'm not sure which. Oh, well, I tell you, you kids are off the beam on this, definitely. 
As our uh, Joe. Well, pardon me, this hasn't got much to do with the question, but uh, oh, Canberra well, we, we is the, the Canberra is the uh, capital of Australia, not Sydney. Yeah, all right, fine. See. Uh, now then, we all know about that. As our uh, program went on the air at 3 o'clock uh, this afternoon, Dr. Moore's watch in Sydney, Australia, showed... Uh, now, you have your hand up, Ruthie. Well, I was just um, going to ask an important question. Does Dr. Moore have a watch? <laughs> yes, honey, he has a watch. Oh. <laughs> uh, Australia showed 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. How do you like that? Well, that means that uh, Dr. Moore had to get up tomorrow morning uh, real early to be on our program this afternoon. Oh, well, now, wait a minute. Hey, that is terribly confusing. No wonder the kids couldn't get that one. <laughs> well, thank goodness I had it on my card here so I could tell you all about it. Well, that's a miss, yeah? And that means that Mr. T. Bright of New York City uh, gets one of those wonderful big Zenith radio phonograph combinations. Now, this set has the new Cobra Tone Arm, two FM bands, and it's a beauty. It's always the reward when the quiz kids miss your question. When they answer your question correctly, Alka-Seltzer sends you one of those fine Zenith Transoceanic Standard shortwave portable radios in a handsome luggage case. So write your question out today, friends, and send it in. Send it to Quiz Kids Chicago. And now, let's see if you quiz kids can answer this question from Lewis Schaefer of Brighton, Colorado. Name the three bears whose last names begin with the letter L. Lonnie. Johnny Lou Jack, Sid Luckman, and Bobby Lane. Right. Good boy. <laughs> Mary Alice Earsmusby of uh, Gilbert, Arizona thinks that when a person misbehaves, it is fair enough that he should be punished. But she thinks the punishment these folks in mythology got was a little too much. How would you children like to have the punishment Phaeton got for careless driving when he took the sun chariot out? Ruthie? Well, I believe what happened to him was that uh, he went up too near the sun or uh, something like that. But anyway, he crashed into uh, the ocean below and um, he sort of got burned and drowned at the same time. Well, now, wait a minute. Uh, Joel, what... Well, uh, yeah, he uh, couldn't control the horses. They kept on... There were a lot of uh, the signs of the zodiac in the way, the crab, the scorpion, yeah. line. They kept on swerving from side to side. They mm -hmm. got too near the earth, and they burned up a lot of forest land in the earth. So Jupiter uh, sent down a thunderbolt, and it hit the... Uh, chariot and plunged it into the sea. That's right, absolutely. Uh-huh. Now then, Medusa was punished for boasting. How would you children like to have her punishment, Pat? Well, her head was cut off by Perseus. Yes. And uh, the way he did it was Medusa had a head with snakes for hair and very ugly, I would say, kind of homely. Yeah. And so uh, uh, Perseus knew that he couldn't get very close to her uh, because if he looked at her directly... Uh, he would turn, be turned to stone. So he had a, uh, a shield that was so, so brightly polished, it was Minerva's shield, by the way, that it shone like a mirror. So he went closer, and so he could see her, but still she wouldn't be looking at him. So uh, he cut off her head, seeing her image in the, uh, in the shield. And uh, well, he took her head back to uh, the kingdom where he belonged. And uh, the rest of her body, of course, stayed there. Mm, yeah. That was her punishment. And Joel, what were you... Oh, well, uh... Pardon me, but uh, Pat is uh, entirely wrong because that was a second punishment. The uh, punishment the question referred to was the punishment when Medusa was a beautiful girl, uh, blonde hair, and she boasted that she was more beautiful than the gods. 
and the gods, as revenge, uh, turned her into a creature with a face that, if anybody looked at it, would turn them into stone and with uh, snakes in her hair. Mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah, well, I didn't specify any particular punishment. I'm sorry, that was my fault. But I guess we got them all in there at that. Now then, uh, Mrs. Joan Miller of Los Angeles, California, thinks that sometimes opera singers write out the words of difficult arias on a little card uh, that they can refer to in a pinch. Now, if you kids went backstage after an opera and found a card with these words on it, could you sing the familiar aria that goes with the words? Now, here's the first one. Let's see. It says here, Nous marchons la tête haute comme du petit soldat. <clears throat> <laughs> Ruthie? Well, I'm, uh, I'm sorry to say this, but it's um, pronounced a little bit differently. Oh, is it really? <laughs> I was afraid of that. I've been practicing on it all week, too. <laughs> well, how, how is it pronounced, or what is well, it? Well, it's uh, Nous marchons la tête haute comme de petit soldat. Oh, right. <laughs> Anyway, and... it, it means um, uh, we march like little soldiers with our heads held high. Yeah. And uh, it comes from the Street Boys Chorus from Carmen. That's right. By Bizet. Sing... Uh, well, let's see. Nous marchons la tête haute comme de petits soldats, marquant sans faire de faute et de marquant le pas. <laughs> Wonderful, Ruby. Uh, I might have said at the beginning that I am not too well versed in uh, linguistics, uh, <clears throat> as you will learn further as we go along here. Now, you discovered a card that says, A voi sentita la funzione in piazza. <laughs> oh, oh, boy, did I hit that last? Ruthie? Well, that's in Italian, and that's from uh, Cavalleria Rusticana by I'm Mussani. getting better. <laughs> huh? All right. It's, uh, it's uh, part of Lola's ditty, or rather, it's the part right after Lola's ditty. That's right. And uh, it's referring to Santuzza, who Lola is very jealous of because uh, Santuzza is trying to get the girl that's, I mean, the boy that Lola's trying to get. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> the uh, ditty itself goes, Fior di giaggiolo. The angeli belli stanno a million cielo. Oh, just like Lola, Lola, Lola. Our kids, this card you might have found backstage after a Christmas program at school. Can you sing the song that goes with these words, Venita Pastorcios? No hands. Maybe I better attack that from a different angle. <laughs> oh, look at the hands up now, Ruthie. Well, maybe that's from uh, a little town. I mean, uh, um, oh gosh, I, I know what I'm talking about. All it's, right. uh, it's one of the Christmas carols, which is in Latin. Yeah. Oh, I can't think of the Patrick? name right now. Patrick. Would from Ave Maria? No, no, no. Oh. Lonnie. Isn't that uh, Oh Come All Ye Faithful" a Desta Fidelis? No, no, uh, no, Ruthie. That's the one I was thinking. Oh, you're, that's the one you're. Th Richard, what? What Isn't were you going to say, son? Panamedian. Christmas Carol? No, no, no. You give up on this one? Well, it's, uh, it, uh, you're right as far as Christmas is concerned. The name of it is uh, Come Little Shepherds. It's a Christmas folk song. Mm -hmm. Well, you missed one part of that, and that means that Mrs. Joan Miller of Los Angeles, California, will receive one of the big Zenith radio phonograph combinations from the makers of Alka-Seltzer. And now, from Alka-Seltzer's question box, we have this question. When was the last time you said... Oh, I have such a headache. I feel miserable. <laughs> was it yesterday or the day before? Or maybe this morning? Or perhaps someone in your family had one? Well, maybe you've never thought of trying Alka-Seltzer for relief from headache pain. 
And if so, you have a surprise awaiting you, friends. Yes, you'll be amazed how fast Alka-Seltzer can relieve that headache pain. Alka-Seltzer contains one of the world's most effective pain relievers, sodium acetyl salicylate. And because it is already dissolved when you drink it, this very effective relief-giving agent is right ready to go to work on your headache pain. And because of that effervescent base, yes, that familiar fizz, Alka-Seltzer gets there fast, gives fast relief. Alka-Seltzer is so pleasant to take, too. A sparkling, refreshing solution as different from a bitter dose of medicine as you can imagine. Try it next time you have a headache. Yes, try it. That's all we ask you to do. Alka-Seltzer will do the rest. We know you'll agree with the thousands who say there's nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer. All right, kids, back to more questions. Now, when Abe Kaifetz of uh, Marshalltown, Iowa, heard us announce last week that Dr. Moore, one of our best teacher contest judges now in Australia, was going to be our guest, and we are going to try to reach him there by shortwave in just a moment, uh, he decided he could work out a good math problem on how many gallons of gasoline it took to fly him there. So without pencil and paper, take a try at this. Dr. Moore flew from San Francisco to Sydney, Australia, a distance of approximately 7,696 miles. The plane averaged 208 miles an hour, and its gasoline consumption was three and one-third gallons every minute. How many gallons did the trip require? Joel? Well, uh, let's see. 208 times 40 is uh, 8320. 8320 minus 76.96. That's 624. Three times 208 is 624, so it took him four, uh, 40 minus 3, or 37 hours to get there. If it takes three and a third uh, gallons of gas a minute, uh, uh, for an hour it would be 60 times three and a third, or 200. So it's 200 times 37, or 7,400 gallons of gas. Absolutely right. 7,400 gallons. And now the uh, time has come. We are ready to try that connection with Sydney, Australia, where from the studios of the Macquarie Broadcasting System in Sydney, we hope to pick up the voice of Dr. Philip S. Moore, Dean of the Graduate School of the University of Notre Dame, a member of our Best Teacher Contest Scholarship Committee. There will be a four-second delay, uh, both before and after he speaks, while we complete the connections to that far-off place. All right, come in, Father Moore. From far off Australia, greetings to the chief quizzer, Joe Kelly, to the quiz kids, and to the American boys and girls who are again choosing the best teacher of the year. While Joel Kupperman was figuring out the number of gallons of gas my plane consumed in its flight from San Francisco to Sydney, I hope that thousands of you students from the first grade to the senior year in high school, we're hard at work writing letters about the wonderful teachers who have helped you most. This is your great chance to bring well-deserved recognition to the hard-working men and women of our classrooms who day after day are training you in the principles and ideals of American democracy. 
a democracy founded on a declaration of independence which recognizes that all men have been created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Because the best teacher contest is giving you this chance and because it is focusing the attention of America upon its teachers and the splendid job they are doing, Dr. Whitty, Dr. Olson and I are honored to be the judges of this contest. Though far away, speaking to you from the other side of the earth, I want you to know that I am thinking of all of you and to assure you that I shall be back in the States in time to sit down with the other judges and to experience the refreshing thrills which always come from reading the spontaneous letters of grateful pupils about the teachers who have helped them most. Until then, as we say here in Australia, cheerio. Thank you, Dr. Moore. It was a pleasure to have you with us. As Dr. Moore has just said, boys and girls, this year's Best Teacher Contest is a wonderful opportunity for you, and I hope you're all thinking about the letter you're going to write on this subject, The Teacher Who Has Helped Me Most. Now, the makers of Alka-Seltzer are offering 553 prizes for the letter sent in this year. Listen, here's the grand first prize. A $1,000 United States security bond, plus a wonderful two weeks, three nations tour conducted by the Happiness Tour Travel Agency of Chicago for the winner and his or her mother or father. This fascinating three-nation tour takes you to Canada and down the West Coast into Old Mexico. Two second prizes. Two $500 United States security bonds for the next two best letters. Twenty prizes for the next twenty best letters. Those twenty prizes are Schwinn Bicycles, the streamlined modern beauty bike that every boy and girl dreams of possessing. 30 prizes for the next 30 best letters. Yes, and those are 30 handsome 17-jewel Longine Whitnor watches. And for the next 500 best letters, there are... 500 gold-plated Quiz Kid pins and honor certificates. Think how proud you'd be to win one of these fine prizes, boys and girls. Why, think how proud your teacher would be to have the honor of being selected the best teacher of 1949. Oh, say, wouldn't that be wonderful? Your teacher would then receive from the makers of Alka-Seltzer $2,500 for a full year study at some university or college. Your teacher would appear on our nationwide Quiz Kid program, be entertained for a full week here in Chicago, and then that happy teacher would board a big DC-6 Delta airliner and fly to Miami Beach, Florida for a week's stay at the McFadden Doville Hotel. And don't forget... There are two second-place awards for teachers of $1,000 each. Now, boys and girls, here are the simple, easy-to-follow rules of our Best Teacher Contest. Just write a letter of any length on the subject, The Teacher Who Has Helped Me Most. Write your letter all by yourself. Don't ask your parents or your teacher for help. You may write about a teacher you have this year or one you have had in the past, providing that teacher is still teaching. At the beginning of your letter, state your name, age, school, grade, and home address, and the name and school of the teacher you write about. 
Send your letter to Quiz Kids Best Teacher Contest, Chicago 77, Illinois. All letters become the property of the scholarship committee, decision of the judges will be final, and in case of ties, duplicate prizes will be awarded. Well, how about it, boys and girls? Isn't this the easiest contest you've ever heard about? You bet it is. So get busy now and write a sincere, honest letter about your favorite teacher. This contest closes midnight December 18th. And remember, address your letter to Quiz Kids Best Teacher Contest, Chicago 77, Illinois. Now then, back to school and more questions. Uh, see what you can do with this one, Quiz Kids. Mart Whitehouse of Evanston, Illinois, points out that certain college football teams play for a special annual trophy, and he wants to know who won the trophy mentioned in these songs. He must get two out of three. Here's the first one. Lonnie? the old oaken bucket. So? That's between Michigan and Minnesota. Or no, it's between... What? No, that's between Purdue and Indiana. That's and right. Purdue beat Indiana 39 to nothing to win the old oaken bucket from Indiana, who upset them last year. That's right. Uh-huh. All right, Howard, let's have the next one, please. Patrick. Oh, that's the same old shillelagh. Yes? Uh, an Irish sure song. I'm not that. sure who uh, played for the same old shillelagh. Probably Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish. Notre and, Dame in uh, Michigan. Uh, the what? Notre Dame in Michigan. No, no. Or Notre Dame in uh, California. No, no. Uh, Southern California. Give me one more try now. Notre Dame. Notre Dame and, uh, and uh, uh, Northwestern. Northwestern is right! Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Well, now, what teams were awarded the honor suggested by this, this song? Lonnie? The song is One Dozen Roses, yes. and I don't know whether the winner of the Rose Bowl gets one dozen of them, but I know that uh, the teams contesting for the Rose Bowl are uh, Northwestern of the Big Nine and... Uh, California of the Pacific Coast Conference. That'll be on January 1st. And those two teams will fight it out for the roses and the honor connected with it. That's right. That's the answer. All right. Now, uh, before we consider this next one, here's Bob Murphy with another question. I'm wondering how many of you folks are bothered with a miserable cold right now. A cold has been going the rounds in our household, Mr. Murphy. Why, I thought my husband wasn't going to be able to enjoy Thanksgiving at all. But he put Alka-Seltzer on the job. And you know, I was amazed at the way Alka-Seltzer helped relieve his distress. Oh, yes, that ABC cold comfort treatment can be mighty effective. And friends, if you or some member of your family have a cold right now, remember that A stands for Alka-Seltzer. Yes, and at our house, we found that it's wise to start taking Alka-Seltzer at the first sign of a cold to help relieve that uh, feverish, ache-in-every-bone feeling. And then B means be careful. Mm, that's right. Be careful of your diet. Be sure to get as much rest as possible and dress sensibly. And C stands for comfort. And comfort with a capital C, Mr. Murphy, because the comfort in Alka-Seltzer gargle can give a sore, raspy throat caused by your cold is ever so important. The directions are right there on the package. You just dissolve one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets in a quarter glass of warm water and... 
Well, like I said before, it's amazing the way Alka-Seltzer can bring relief from cold distress. Yes, combat cold misery with Alka-Seltzer's ABC Cold Comfort Treatment. Keep plenty of Alka-Seltzer on hand during these months when colds are so prevalent. And remember, when you start to sniffle and sneeze, begin Alka-Seltzer's ABCs. Get Alka-Seltzer at any drugstore. Friends, we are happy to have in our studio audience today a fine group of young farm folks from the National 4-H Club Congress, which opens here this afternoon and represents nearly 2 million 4-H Club members. I've asked one of the delegation to try to stump you city-bred quiz kids on a farm question, and I can't think of anything easier. He's Lawrence Allen of Bend, Oregon. Now, Lawrence is uh, 18... He milked his first cow at the age of three, raised his first calf at the age of four, and tomorrow it will be announced at the Congress that he is one of the ten top winners in National 4-H dairy production. All right, now, uh, Lawrence, uh, say, uh, how easy are you going to be on these city apartment dwellers? Pretty easy, Mr. Kelly. Yeah? I one time heard a muley cow mentioned on your fine program. I just wondered if you knew what you were talking about. What is a muley cow? All right, now there's the question, kids. Uh, well, let's see. We have two hands up, and they, they must know. Let's give the uh, three hands up now. Let's give the other two kids whose hands aren't up a chance to guess now. Uh, Lonnie, what would you say a muley cow is? A muley cow? Let's see. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Could what? it be a uh, male cow? Well. <laughs> um, uh, I don't believe so. You don't think so, Lawrence, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, now, uh, Richard, you haven't got your hand up. So what What do you say? I have no idea. <laughs> well, wouldn't you like to guess? Huh? All right. Well, now we have the... Three hands up uh, from the very first here. So we'll call on Ruthie first. Well, this is a pure guess, but would it be a cow who's a mother? No, I... I, <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> Joel? Uh, would it be a cat? No, I, I'm afraid not. <laughs> and uh, Patrick? Well, would it be a wheat cow or one that doesn't give good milk? No. I... <laughs> How about uh, that, Lawrence? In some cases, it might. But... <laughs> well, I guess, uh, Ruthie. Well, could could you spell it? M U L L E Y. Oh, muley cow. I well, I guess we'll ha all of us have to give up on that, Lawrence. What is a muley cow? Well, uh, a muley cow is one that is uh, born naturally without any horns. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was a miss, kids, and that means that Lawrence Allen of Bend, Oregon, wins a big Zenith radio phonograph combination from the makers of Alka-Seltzer for sending in that question to the answer. Well, we'll send this next one right over to the judges because it asks the question, who won in today's competitive question session? And while we're waiting for the answer, here's an important and timely message about one-a-day brand vitamins. Have you had your vitamins today? Are you giving your family the protection of one-a-day brand multiple vitamins for the winter months ahead? You buy winter coats and warm clothing as insurance against winter weather, but by all means, remember your wintertime vitamin insurance, too. 
Can you be sure that your diet is not low in vitamins? Don't take chances. Be sure. Take one one one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule every day this winter. Easy to take, low in cost. That large family-sized package of 120 capsules costs only $3.50. The 60-capsule package, only $2.00. So ask your druggist for one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. Well, class, are you ready to hear the judge's report on your schoolwork this afternoon? Remember, whether you win or lose, you will each receive a $100 security bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. Now, in arriving at at their decision, the judges, as usual, took into consideration your age as well as the number of correct answers you gave. And they say that as a class, you missed three questions. Lonnie was first, Joel second, and Patrick and Ruthie tied for a third. So next week, you four will return to our classroom to compete with tiny little five-year-old Melvin Miles. And during the week, I hope all you boys and girls listening in will be busy writing those letters about your favorite teacher. Don't let another week go by without working on your entry, for that letter may win you a wonderful prize. Remember, send your letter to Quiz Kids Best Teacher Contest, Chicago 77, Illinois. And now until next Sunday at this same time, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids. Goodbye, kids. Goodbye, Mr. Kelly. Listen to the quiz kids every week and listen to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.